You are flying high with Locked On Eagles, your daily source for the best Philadelphia Eagles news and analysis. I'm your co-host, Benjamin Solak of Bleeding Green Nation and NDT Scouting. You can follow me on Twitter at Benjamin Solak, that's S-O-L-A-K. My usual co-host, Michael Kist, at Michael Kist NFL, not with me today. Not because he's unavailable, but because we've got a very special show for you guys. I want to get right into it. All five NFC Locked On Networks are coming to speak with us today, breaking down why their team can go to the Super Bowl, what they think might stop them, how the NFC playoff picture will look, a whole bunch of information for you guys. So be very excited. I'm going to get right into it. We're going to Locked On Rams to start with Brad Mayer, a good friend of the podcast he's been on before. And Brad, I want to know, how do the Rams get to the Super Bowl? Playoffs? We're talking playoffs? That's right, people. The Rams are in the playoffs for the first time since 2004 and hosting a home game. Go figure. We won four games last year, had the <laughs> yeah. worst offense in the league. Now, boom, one year later, Sean McVay, we have the best offense in the league. And I'm going to tell you why I think we could make it to the Super Bowl. I know. I just lost a lot of people right there. They're saying Rams to the Super Bowl, but you better believe it. We are the number one offense in the league. We have got the defensive coordinator mind of Wade Phillips, who is no stranger to championship runs and solid defenses. We've been playing with one of the hottest guys in the game right now. That is Todd Gurley, a.k.a. hashtag MVP. And I'm going to tell you how we're going to get there. Our first matchup is versus the Atlanta Falcons. I think this is a big win for us. I think it's going to be a 31-24 to victory with the Rams pulling it out. From there, we got the Vikings sitting there waiting for us. We played them earlier in the season. Yes, they are the number two seed. Very likely could be one of the best teams in the playoffs right now. But when we faced them earlier in the year, it was a tie ball game going into the fourth quarter. Earlier in the game, we had our rookie Cooper Cup fumble on the one-yard line to take points up the board. I think the Rams are going to go in motivated. Again, I go back to our head coach. This guy, if you haven't heard him, look up a couple of his post-game locker room speeches. This guy is a motivator. He knows how to get this group ready. He's a smart, smart play caller. He's going to come back, have a team that is motivated to come in, win on the road. If you don't know, we went 7-1 on the road. We are a pretty darn good football team. The only loss we had was to that Minnesota Vikings team. It was also one of our two worst offensive productions of the season. So I don't expect that to happen again. So I think we squeeze one out on the road. In Minnesota, and that puts us either back at home hosting the NFC Championship, depending on what happens with the Eagles. And let me take you there. I think the winner of the Carolina Saints game beats the Eagles. Ooh, I said it. I know. I know. I said it. So this one's a toss up for me. As it sits now, I have the Saints coming out of that game, going up to Philly, winning on the road. That offense has been different all year. They've done it on the ground, they still have Drew Brees through the air. Their defense has also looked better than it has in the last few years. I think they go on the road. Eagles have really lost everything since they've lost Carson Wentz. And that brings the Saints back out to L.A. for their second matchup of the year. And that's right. We sweep them in L.A. And the Rams pack their bags and head back to Minnesota for that Super Bowl. And who's going to meet them there? Man, it's going to either be the Pittsburgh Steelers and New England Patriots. And I think with that big game a few weeks ago when... Pittsburgh blew it right on the one-yard line. I think it's going to be the New England Patriots. They don't lose much at home. Tom Brady in the playoffs is a dangerous beast. So I see it. Rams, New England, Super Bowl 52. All right, Barrett. Now, I hate to do it, but I got to go the opposite direction for you. I need to know 
What prevents the Rams from making that Super Bowl run that you just illustrated? It's our defense. Our defense has given up big plays all year, but we've been that bend but don't break defense. We get near the red zone. We hold teams to field goals. We have the most blocked punts in the NFL this year. Our defense has made plays. We've got one of the best returners in the game. But that secondary, we've had some injuries. We've lost Kayvon Webster for the season with an Achilles injury. Tremaine Johnson has been trying to prove all year that he is the number one guy. He's on a franchise tag. He's got lots to prove, but he's had up and down games. We got a couple young guys that are racking up some solid minutes, and it really also is going to go depending on our health. We've got Mark Barron, who's banged up. He's questionable to play in this game. I think he's going to make it, but how long does that last? We don't know. You can lose a guy at any moment. If we lose someone in the secondary, that's going to be where we can get taken advantage of, especially if you start bringing in Drew Brees. Um, you know, Keenum's looked hot at times, and they've got a dual running back system out there that can really be dangerous. So, but with that said, I go back to my team. I've been saying it all year long. I believe in these guys. I believe in Sean McVay. If not Super Bowl this year, they are building something special out here on the West Coast that the NFC has got to be scared of. Jared Goff in his second year is looking very comfortable in this position. And I think that goes back to Sean McVay sitting in his ear and telling him, hey, I believe in you, bud. Believe in yourself. And you can tell it the way he plays. He's great under pressure. He moves well in the pocket. Rams, go to Minnesota to hold up the trophy. You heard it here first, folks. Remember, this is Bear Motter of Lockdown Rams. You want to tweet me and tell me I'm an idiot? Go for it. At LA underscore Rambling Bear and at Lockdown Rams. Best of luck, everyone in the NFC, and I hope to see you in a matchup here soon. Hey, thanks so much. That was Bear from Locked On Rams. We're going over to the other divisional winner now in the NFC. That's Locked On Saints. There actually isn't a Locked On Saints podcast. Fortunately, we went to the bullpen. Deuce Windham is a good buddy of Mike's from the Scouting Academy. Excellent Saints mind is with us. Deuce, thanks so much for coming by. I'm asking you now, how confident are you in these Saints making a Super Bowl run? Because I know there are a lot of folks who think they're the most complete team in the NFC picture. Well, when you ask if I'm confident in the New Orleans Saints in the playoffs, it almost feels like a loaded question because, truthfully, the playoffs are so unpredictable, and that's one of the reasons we love it the most. But uh, but that said, I'd say that New Orleans is a team that has been designed and built this year to make a deep playoff run. They're built on strong defensive play, especially that young back end they have with Ken Crawley, Marshawn Lattimore, Von Bell, and then Marcus Williams coming off his first two-pick game. They've got Cameron Jordan, who just recorded one of the first triple doubles defensively that we've seen in a long time. Those unaware, that is double-digit tackles, sacks, and pass deflections. So what he's able to do in the passing game is unmatched this year in that regard. And then you look at the offensive side with Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, who just broke the record for most receptions in the first two years. Uh, and then you've got, of course, Drew Brees, the staple there, who's not having to be relied on every down, every game. There's definitely been some flaws in New Orleans. They're by no means perfect. Uh, they led the league uh, last year in third down conversion completions and making those very needed conversions. This year, they're, they're much lower down the list. but And they make up for it in some ways by being one of the best on fourth down. So that when they need to make a key conversion, they can. But overall, they definitely have some flaws. But they are built to win. And we'll just see how they are moving forward. If I had to put a number on the odds they have for the Super Bowl, they're by no means my favorite team. Uh, I think that they're coming in with maybe like five to one odds or ten to one, something like that. I'm not a big betting guy, but I would say out of the teams available, they're my fourth favorite to make it to the Super Bowl, and uh, I just have too many ahead of them. But who dat? 
Alright, who that indeed. Let, let me put it to you this way. The Saints made a Super Bowl run. Let's say they do, you know. Obviously, you'd be pretty stoked. But what, what drives that? What powers that Super Bowl run? How does this team get there? Oh, if the Saints are going to make a Super Bowl run. Well, I tell you, I'd love it to happen. We'll see if it does. If you ask what would make it happen, what would power it, I think just to key in on that word that you use, I think obvious answer's got to be the best running back duo in the NFL and Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara, both having phenomenal seasons. Alvin Kamara having unheard of numbers. I mean, it's just ridiculous what he's been able to do as a rookie. And to think that he, he returned a kick for a touchdown, kickoff return, and he's only been doing it for two games. A very nice wrinkle to throw in there. But anyway, if they're going to make it to the Super Bowl, it's going to be predicated on the fact that the New Orleans Saints are going to focus on running the football and relying on their defense to make plays and make stops. It doesn't mean that Drew Brees has lost it. By any means, he hasn't. In fact, he's had one of the better years of his career in terms of not turning the ball over, making the smart play, and he just once again set the NFL record for career completion percentage. I'm sorry, single season completion percentage. He's already got the career mark. And a lot of people will say, well, you know, um, it's all because of the running backs, dumping it off the running backs. But he also looked that he led the league in yards per attempt. You look at a guy like Alvin Kamara, who was second in receptions uh, for running backs, but he also led in running backs in yards per reception by over two more than the next guy, and that'd be Le'Veon Bell. And if I am right, and I haven't looked at the stat today, but I believe he's third in the NFL in terms of that uh, yards per target uh, stat, one of those advanced analytic stats. So, yeah, I mean, what they're able to do there, and you look at Mark Ingram, he's been a workhorse, two years over 1,000 yards. He's a pro bowler. Kamara's a pro bowler. Really hard not to pit them, but not to be outdone. The defense, you've got Marcus Williams out in the back end, Marshawn Lattimore, who very well might be the defensive rookie of the year this year. The Saints might have both rookies of the year. So you got some talent on both sides. The defense, though, the problem there is you've got a lot of injuries as well. Kikaha is out for the year. Alex Okafor, out for the year. Nick Fairley, out for the year. A.J. Klein, out for the year. Keenan Vaccaro, out for the year. Delvin Bro, out for the year. A lot of starters are now gone, and we're just not going to get them back. And you can't really replace production that a lot of these starters provided. And I know the Eagles fans are – feeling the same type of heat. They might not have as many players that have gone down to the IR list as the New Orleans Saints have had, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't have an impact. With New Orleans, they have to overcome the fact that they have lost half their defensive worth, over half their defense in starters. That's rough. Still, though, they're going to win. If they're going to win, it's going to be on that power running game, uh, specifically the outside zone. They run a lot of counter plays as well, inside zone. They can run it all. So to use powers to be shortening them a little bit of how good they really can be. But truthfully, if they're going to make it, it's going to be on those two guys, not Drew Brees, which we're so used to seeing. But don't worry. Drew can surprise you in the playoffs. All right, Deuce. Before I let you go, you've got a wild card game coming up this weekend. That's uh, against the Panthers there in the Superdome. Fun one. Divisional rival. Third time you're seeing them. Tell me what's going to go down. My team is in a wild card game. The New Orleans Saints are taking on the Carolina Panthers, and I see them winning this game. Everything is laid out in their favor. Everything. And I'm not just exaggerating. I mean, they're bringing in the Super Bowl 2009 team to help pump up the crowd. The crowd's going to be raucous. And then you've got a team that's been able to handedly beat the Carolina Panthers. Not saying they don't have a chance. It's the playoffs. You make it into the dance, you've got a chance to be prom king or prom queen. 
I don't think Carolina's going to have that this week. I think the New Orleans Saints are going to win, much than how they have already this year. I'm going to give a score prediction of 31-21 to 21 in favor of the New Orleans Saints. They'll head to take on the Minnesota Vikings because I have the Atlanta Falcons beating the Rams. But that's my score prediction, and we'll see how far they make in the playoffs, or even if they win Sunday. My game ball, though, I'm going to go ahead and preemptively give this one to Alvin Kamara. The year he's had, you just got to expect they're going to throw in some wrinkles to make him effective. He had good games against Carolina already. And who has really been able to stop him? You might slow him down in the run game. Maybe there's a game you slow him down in passing. But it's really tough to shut him out of this game. I'm going to go ahead and give that to him. I think he's had a phenomenal year. I think he's going to continue to have that here against the Carolina Panthers this Sunday. All right, Deuce. Thank you so much. Pinch hit him for us. There's no luck on Saints. That's Deuce Windham from the Scouting Academy. Thank you so much, man. I really do appreciate it. That's two divisional winners down. Let's go to that number two seed. Big old Minnesota, potentially home hosting a Super Bowl for the first time in history. We've got Sam Ekstrom of Locked on Vikings joining us today. Sam, what's good, man? Same opening question everybody else got. Here it comes for you. How are you feeling about the Super Bowl, dude? Is it coming to Minnesota? In terms of the Vikings Super Bowl chances, you got to love where they're at right now. Winning three straight, going into the playoffs, they're 13-3, and three, second most wins they've ever had in franchise history, and they're balanced. They've got a top 10, top 15 offense, number one defense in the NFL. They can pass the ball. They can run the ball effectively. They stop the pass uh, second best in the league. They stop the run second best in the league. This is a well-rounded football team. I think Vegas has them about 4-1. to one. I think some of the analytics have them about 40% to win the Super Bowl. And not to offend any Eagles fans out there, but I think Vikings folks are looking a lot more optimistically at the NFC playoff picture, knowing that if they can get through the divisional round, then they will either be favored at home in the NFC championship or they get to go on the road and take on Nick Foles and the Philadelphia Eagles. Vikings fans are wildly optimistic, which frankly, is usually what happens right before the Vikings break their hearts. Oof, hey man, I don't, I don't want it to happen to you. I don't want it to happen in Minnesota. But at the same time, I think your loss might be my gain in this situation. Listen, you, you said very well, Minnesota's feeling great about their playoff hopes coming in. You said they're balanced. Obviously, the strength of that team is the defense. They've been absurd on third down this year. Yards allowed per game, I believe they're first in the league. Just some record-setting stuff. And that back end of that secondary is fearsome. they got some great edge rushers. Philadelphia knows what it's like to have that really powerful defense. And I think Minnesota's had it more consistently. So I'll ask you this instead. How does Minnesota lose? What's the weakness? They're the biggest threat to Philadelphia. So I'm sorry, my listeners want to know how you guys are going to drop one. What's a weakness for Minnesota? I think a clear weakness for the Vikings would be the field goal kicking game. Kai Forbath has struggled at times this year. He's gotten some kicks blocked. He hasn't been nearly as good in the second half from 50 and beyond. He had a really ugly looking kick against the Bears in week 17. And they've also got a new long snapper. Their long snapper McDermott dislocated his shoulder in week 16. So they've got a new specialist in the mix there. I would worry a little bit about that process. I think on a higher level, I think some people are concerned about Case Keenum. He's had some issues in recent weeks, only 16 points against the Packers, just 23 against the Bears. Granted, that Packers game was extremely cold, and that Bears game in Week 17, the the offensive line was entirely different because of an injury. But there are some that are pointing to a number of risky throws he's made this year, underthrown balls, poor decisions that should have been intercepted. And the fear is, I think, that karma is going to turn the other way 
and some of the those would-be interceptions are going to come home to roost, and suddenly they're going to be going back the other way. Keenum has been terrific statistically t- taking care of the football this year. I think there's fear, though, that the old case Keenum rears his head at some point, and it happens in a big spot. All right, Sam, y'all don't have a wild card game coming up. Neither do we know the feels. Pretty exciting. So I'm asking you this. Uh, paint for me the NFC playoff picture. You've got Minnesota as your Super Bowl favorites. How do they get there? Who do you see winning this weekend? Just give me the whole kit and caboodle. I don't see any upsets in the NFC wild card round. I think the Rams get the job done at home. They've been putting up such big numbers. I think they're a really big threat in the NFC defensively. They're really good. Aaron Donald just wrecks games. In the Saints-Panthers game, I think Carolina has been just flirting with disaster all year. They're unbelievably good in close games, which isn't really a sustainable thing. I think they're 7-1 and one in one-possession football games. They almost lost to the Bucs. This game's in New Orleans. I think they're going to drop it big. I think Drew Brees and company move on. That would set up Rams, Vikings, and Eagles, Saints. In the last five years, teams coming off that playoff bye have been very good. I think the Vikings are fresh. They're prepared. I think they come out and they win at home in front of what's going to be a raucous crowd. The Eagles I have some more issue with. They haven't looked good the past several weeks. But the question that I have is, will the Saints travel well? Will that offense travel well? I think in past years, the answer would be no. But now they're doing a little more relying on their defense. They're doing a little more relying on their running game, which I think can travel as opposed to some of those aerial assault teams of the past that were so dependent upon Drew Brees getting the ball downfield. I like the Saints to win that game on the road, setting up a rematch of Vikings Saints 2009 NFC Championship game, the Brett Favre game, the Bounty Gate game, and I think Minnesota would win that game in an emotional sort of reversal of fortune. The homer pick, I know, locked on Vikings, picking the Vikings to go to the Super Bowl, but I think they have the best chance. I really do. They have the best home field advantage of anybody left in the NFC playoffs, and I think as long as they're at home, they're not going to lose, and that would send them to the Super Bowl. All bets are off there. It's probably going to be Vikings and Patriots, you got to think. New England has one, I think, relatively easy win in their divisional round game, and then they have the rematch with Pittsburgh. I do think Pittsburgh is capable of winning that game, and the Vikings played Pittsburgh earlier this year and lost 26-9. to That being said, I think Vikings fans would still prefer to see the Steelers again than the Patriots because you know how well Belichick can scheme. The Vikings don't have a lot of intel on New England. They probably have a lot more on Pittsburgh. I think the Vikings' best path to winning the Super Bowl is playing the Steelers at U.S. Bank Stadium. Not saying that's going to happen in the AFC, but I think that's the outcome that Vikings fans should be rooting for. Sam, my guy, thank you so much for joining us. We're going to kick it on over to the wild cards now, folks. I got Bill Rossetti of Locked On Panthers. He was with us before. He is the opponent for the Saints this weekend. Bill, thank you so much for joining us, dog. Opening question stays the same. How are you feeling about your Super Bowl odds? How are you thinking the Carolina Panthers are going to do? So how am I feeling about the Panthers going into the playoffs? Well, not overly confident, to be quite honest. The offense just isn't that explosive right now, uh, especially in the passing game. You know, looking at the – I did a little piece the other day with the power rankings for the Panthers, and they said about how the Panthers have only thrown for 200 yards passing twice in the last 10 weeks. And that's not what you want going into the playoffs, especially when you're going up against New Orleans, who, of course, has Drew Brees – who was fourth among all passers in uh, passing yards this season. So 
not really feeling too great about the Panthers' chances. Uh, if I had to put, a, if I had to give them odds, I would say they're, they're probably going to be a long shot, probably in like the twenty-five to one, thirty to one range. Uh, not really. I mean, maybe a little higher for only talking like six teams, like twenty to one or something. But I, I, I wouldn't say they're really all that, all that great. I think it's going to be a, a short run for the Panthers here. All right, Bill, let me put it to you this way then. Why should teams fear Carolina? What about that team can cause problems? Well, how can they play spoiler, right? So, you know, if you're making a Super Bowl run, you've got to have something going well for you. What is that one thing? If the Panthers were to make a Super Bowl run, um, it's going to have to come down to the run game and Cam Newton. And, and really, it's all going to tie down to Cam Newton because he really has been the catalyst of, of this offense. You know, yes, he is the quarterback, but he was also the leading rusher for this team as well which is not necessarily a good thing though because they never really figured out how to properly use Christian McCaffrey and Jonathan Stewart of course continued his uh, injury injury questions although he had he had a couple games where he really exploded for the most part he was uh, more down than up so really it comes down to the, the offense just has to figure out a way to come alive, which, again, it hasn't happened for a few weeks. But if they could somehow turn, somehow find a way to turn it on this week, it, it would be perfect. Again, especially going up against a, uh, a strong offense like, like the Saints. So, you know, re- really got to be able to hang on to the ball and – keep that offense out there as much as possible, especially, especially against new Orleans. And, you know, obviously the less that you can keep the ball out of Drew Brees hands, the better. So this is where defense will certainly come into play too. But really, really for me, it's going to be more about the offense that really has to come alive. Okay. Then bill, what are we thinking for this weekend? I know you're not bullish on the Panthers. Do they have a shot at beating the saints? What do you foresee coming out of this wild card game? As far as this week goes for the Panthers, I'm going to say Saints 31, Panthers 17. Again, I just don't see with the with how not explosive, for lack of a better term, the Panthers' offense has been. I just don't see them keeping up with the Saints' offense, and then the Saint the Saints' defense obviously is very very good. So I'll say 31-17. Saints game ball for the winning team will go to uh, we'll split the we'll split it up because they've been a dynamic duo all season. We'll keep it rolling there. The two running backs, Mark Ingram and Alden Kamara. Hey, that'll about do it for us here on Locked On Eagles. Uh, big thanks to Bill Rossetti. Big thanks to Sam Ekstrom. Big thanks to Brad Mayer. Big thanks to Deuce Winstrom, who all came on to talk with us today. Unfortunately, we were not able to get uh, the Locked On Falcons host, Aaron, on. We weren't able to connect. That's all right. Worst things have happened in the world. If we eventually get that audio for you guys, we'll release it hopefully before the wild card games. But again, thank you to those gentlemen. I hope you feel ready for the NFC playoffs. As always, please leave a five-star review and a rating. I've been Benjamin Solak of Locked On Eagles, and you got to keep it locked on here on Locked On. Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. Cut call.